At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Blog Talk Radio.
that you never even knew that you wanted or needed, okay? And maybe if you let me, I can be the cool big sister that you and all your friends jerk off to. Either way, I'm excited to be in your life. You guys, once again, phone lines are open. You have the number, 646-378-0649. If you're too much of a pussy or, whoopsies, uh, if you're too, mm, if you just can't call in for whatever reason, you can always tweet me your question um, to at I'm Boy Crazy. At the letter I, the letter M, B O Y C R A V Y. Anyway, oh, you guys, I missed you. How's it going? What's going on? I want to know everything. I need to know you're out there. Uh, me? What's going on with me, you ask? Let's see. A lot of stuff. I've acquired a lot of new feelings and thoughts and experiences uh, and takes on the world over this past week. Uh, I went to a wedding. Oh, on a side note, before I even get into that, today I got a vibrator in the mail from a secret admirer. I got a fucking vibrator. Um, I don't actually believe in vibrators. I believe that they exist in the world, and that's all fine and good. And I actually had my first orgasm with a vibrator that I found. I think it was like my mom's vibrator, but it was like it was like a a Brookstone. You know that shop in the mall called Brookstone, whatever, where they have like that massage chair that nobody ever buys because it's crazy, ridiculously expensive. Like there's no reason to buy it, so you just go to the mall and you go to Brookstone. And you wonder who buys all the bullshit there, and then you sit in the massage chair until, like, somebody makes you leave. Well, I think it was, like, I found, like, some massage wand thing that must have been from Brookstone, because it is semi-affordable, that belonged to my mom. So, supposedly, it was a massager. Yeah, right, that's what she was using it for. And even grosser, if she was using it for what I think she was using it for, or my parents were using it for what I think they may have been using it for, oh, fuck, that means that I used my parents' vibrator. Like, I don't even know what they used it for. I'm not going to ask. I don't want to know. My mom listens to this podcast. I don't want to talk about this. Mommy, if you're listening, I don't want you to respond or refer or bring up anything about what I'm talking about now. Anyway, yeah, so... My first orgasm was, I wonder if I touched myself and I gave myself one, but I'm pretty sure if memory serves me correctly, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This Brookstone massage wand fell onto my privates and uh, landed on my clit. I hate the word clit. I don't like the word clit. It's so gross. I have so many rules and boundaries. Anyway. I just like people to know what words I don't like so that way I can use the word and let people know that if they're cringing at the sound of the word, yeah, I'm cringing too, but there is, it is a word, it exists, we have to use it sometimes, how dare you, but I feel certain ways about certain words as well. Anyway, so had that experience as a youngster with, that, with the vibrator, but for the most part as an adult and for a long time, I, I've always said to my girlfriends and my friends and, and, and whatever, whoever, I don't touch myself. I don't fuck around with vibrators because I have this fear that, like, and I believe it to be true, that if you constantly get yourself off with a vibrator as a woman, you desensitize your clitoris, clitoris, whatever you want to call it. So I don't use them because I want to be as sensitive as possible and my fingers are good enough. And I also have this weird theory that I've said here on Boy Crazy Radio before that 
what happens if I get completely addicted to a vibrator? What happens if I get completely addicted to it and then I have to travel, I, I, I'm, I'm going on a flight, I'm bringing some carry-on luggage, I'm not even going to check any bags, I'm just flying with carry-on. I'm a pro packer, I, I pack very light and I throw the things in that matter to me. Let's say I throw the things in that matter to me into my carry-on luggage. One of those things, if I get addicted to it, is going to be my vibrator. And that's all I need. That is all I need is for the fucking, like, you know, whatever. All I need is for fucking security at the airport to be like, ma'am, we've got to open up your, your bag, and then some fucking weird vibrator thing is found, and I'm all humiliated. So I don't want that for myself. But I did get a vibrator in the mail today from a secret admirer. It is charging as we speak. Because I'm not fucking, I'm not a nerd. I'm not a fucking dork. Of course I'm going to try it out because, I, you know, I, I've earned it. I rarely use a vibrator. I've not used one in a long time. I had a lot of sex this weekend, so I haven't even had to masturbate this past day and a half. Day and a half? Day and a half? Two days? I don't know how long it's been. Whatever. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm going to test it out later. But normally I say vibrators can get fucked. They're not, they're not my fave. They're not part of my life on a regular basis. Anyway, uh, yeah, so here we are, alone at last. All right, on a side note of a side note, the show on Bravo called Eat, Drink, Love is quickly becoming one of my favorite shows. I don't know how it happened. There's a lot of bullshit on, I mean, there's a lot of great shit on Bravo. I love it all. I love the Real Housewives shows. They're fantastic. They make me happy. Not all of them. I could do without Orange County. I'm over it. Vicki Gundelson, her face was like fucking Mr. Potato Head. I, I don't get it. Anyway, whatever. I don't like Real Housewives in Miami. I like New York, Atlanta, and uh, whatever. Beverly Hills. And there's some other shows that are kind of like questionable. But I love Jeff Lewis, and I love this new show called Eat, Drink, Love, because the girls are so cunty, and one of them is so bitter, and it's just this amazing thing where it's like, because I've never felt like this kind of girl. I've watched Sex in the City. I've watched every episode. You know, I, you know, I, I'm very, I am very girly. I consider, you know, I have lots of specific opinions about things, but I'm also very cliche girly where I've seen every episode of Sex in the City, but I don't subscribe to this way of thinking where if I don't get married and if I don't have a kid, I'm a failure. Like, I don't think that way. I don't think, like, the goal is to get a ring and, and like, you know, I don't hate men and I don't feel like blah, 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 all this stuff. So all this, you know, so this show is just, like, a bunch of women, one of which or maybe two of which are, like, maybe one. It's just, like, this bitter woman who, like, seems like she hates other women, you know, is so down in the dumps because she feels like no guy is into her. She's all bitter because her past marriages haven't worked. But you know what? Maybe I would be, too, if I was in that situation. Who knows what's going to happen with me anyway. But uh, this show is fucking amazing. It's uh, it's exciting to watch the biology of women and uh, just different types of ladies doing different types of lady stuff. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to take the first call tonight. Area code 818. Hello, area code 818. Hello. Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where Hi. are you calling from? Oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. I've, I'm a long-time listener and first-time caller. This is so great. We need everybody to call in because if people don't call in, I don't know you're out there, and then I feel completely stranded and alone, like you don't care. Oh, my gosh, no. Like- this is so exciting. Okay, so my name is Emily, and I am 22. Um, so, yeah, can I tell you my my problem? Of course, please do. I can't wait. I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay. It's exciting. Okay. 
Okay, so I'll try to keep it clear and concise, but essentially I'm sort of been seeing this guy really casually for um, maybe like four months now. Um, and I fell for him really hard, and then I I told him, and he kind of backed off and said he wanted to take things slow, so I, I played along, and and then I kind of got hurt. I backed off. We took a long break, and he dated someone else, and then recently we sort of reconciled. He said, I, I didn't really like the girl I was dating. I Like, I liked you all along. You know, I misspoke. I'm just afraid of commitment, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he was really sweet and honest, and I'm like a sucker for when I can tell people are being honest with me. So we kind of eased back into it, um, and we've been seeing each other very casually. We're not exclusive. We talked about all that. It's been really great. Anyways, like, as of yesterday, this really cute guy at my work who I've been crushing on for a long time told me that he really likes me, and he's like totally romantic he's into commitment he seems like everything that I want right now the only weird thing is that he doesn't drink and I'm not like I'm not like a crazy party animal but like I enjoy drinking sometimes and I feel like that would be a, a hard change for me right now and then the thing about the other guy is that he's like a crazy party animal and he like invites me to all these really cool parties and like that's really fun and it seems like just like a fun fling. So anyways, I don't know what to do. I'm so conflicted. Okay, well here's my question. Uh well we're gonna simplify all this and we're gonna see what happens. Okay, so with the new guy that you have a crush on, um, that you mm -hmm. work with, um, is he wanting to go on a date with you? Does does he wanna go on a date? Um, yeah. he hasn't, he hasn't specifically asked me yet, but cause he just told me like yesterday that he liked me, but I, I'm pretty sure he does like maybe this weekend or something. Oh, so he actually, so he's let you know that he likes you. Like he's put it out there. It's romantic. It's not just some weird thing where you have a crush on him and, and it's on, it's, it's not mutual. He likes you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So here's the thing. This is funny because this is like a pressure situation. Now, first of all, I'm going to say the fact that the guy doesn't drink isn't a bad thing. I think that's actually a really cool thing. It shows that he's like, yeah. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know why he doesn't drink. I don't know what that's all tied into. And, like, why doesn't he drink? Um, I think his dad was an alcoholic, so it's just like a personal reason, which I respect, and I think that's really cool. Um yeah, it's just very different from what I, my situation is right now with the other guy. Well, that, yeah, so that's super cool that he doesn't drink. That's awesome. And, like, you know, you can always, like, if you end up dating him, wherever it ends up going, if it ends up getting serious, that's, like, not a bad trait to have. Like, this guy being, like, some mm -hmm. guy who can be the designated driver and, like, or you guys can be sober together. Like, if it, if it you can you can not drink a little bit and balance it out and then go out with your girlfriends and, and have drinks and just kind of, you know, yeah. I know you're very young. You are, you are 22. You don't want to be you have to have to be so so grown up and serious and everything. But that's actually a really mm -hmm. nice quality that he doesn't drink. Um, and okay, the other guy, you already dated him. You do really like him. Now you're still casually dating him. You're not exclusive. Mm -hmm. So technically, yeah. you are like when you, until a guy and a girl decide to be boyfriend and girlfriend. You can do whatever you want. Like, you don't want to tell the other person about it, but you are allowed. I mean, like, maybe this sounds horrible, but, like, this is how I feel. 
you're allowed to do whatever you want, but you don't don't rub it in the other person's face. Like keep it to yourself. Because the thing is, I always feel like if a guy doesn't lock you down and the guy doesn't say like I want to be monogamous with you, then then you should be like having your eyes open. And if you do happen to meet somebody else that you like, yeah, like definitely see what that would be like. Go out to dinner with him, go on a date, go out to go to a movie. But like so that's all you should do right now. You should just like continue seeing the party guy that you were seeing for four months and then go on a date with this non drinker guy and see how you feel and just kinda of keep both going and I think it will just kinda of sort itself out. But the only thing is you do risk a ch- like you kind of risk maybe messing it up with the guy that you're already seeing because, like, he might be yeah. more serious than you do. Like, but he kind of blew it because he wanted to take a break from you and date someone else. So, like, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But the beginning of a relationship, mm-hmm. like, even, even if you start dating the guy who doesn't drink, does he know about the part of your guy that you've been dating for four months? Yeah, well, I told him that I was sort of casually seeing someone, but that we weren't exclusive. Um, yeah, I guess the main thing that I'm worried about is that I don't want to risk developing feelings for, um, like, I don't know if I'm ready to totally commit to either one yet. Like, I kind of, I like them both, and I want to just, like, be cautious and not, like, totally fall for either of them. I think I would rather, like, yeah. (laughs) You'd rather what? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I would rather just take it slowly and, like, get to know them a little bit better. Because even the guy that I'm seeing now, I don't really know him that well because it's been so casual. I just, like, we don't hang out all the time and stuff. So I would rather, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this situation. I've never been in this situation before. Well, this is why this, this is a luxurious problem to have. It's 2013. You're a modern woman. Date both of the guys. <laughs> Don't tell either. Don't talk about like the you know the the non-drinker with the drinker, and don't talk about okay the the drinker with the non whatever. Don't don't talk about both guys when you're with you know what I mean. Like just okay, yeah. Stuff. I guess that's my main like problem is I don't know the etiquette of the situation. Like how do I go about proceeding from here? But men do like, this all the time. The thing is, if you're a crazy like yes, you can get to know both these guys. And, like, as it progresses, it'll just fall into place. Like, you'll figure out who you like more, and maybe you aren't crazy about either. And perhaps if you were really crazy about either one of them, you – it would be an easier decision, and you wouldn't kind of feel, like, confused. But you want to get to know Mm -hmm. them. So just be cool. Keep them separate. Don't rub the other in the other's face or mention them. Because girls, we have a tendency to do this thing where we're like, oh, we're on a date with with, – the drinking guy, and then all of a sudden you'll be on a date with him, and you'll go, so, yeah, I have this guy that I work with, and he's a, he's a friend of mine, and he, he doesn't drink, and you'll start, like, finding any excuse to talk about some <laughs> other guy just because we can't yeah. fucking keep our mouth shut. So don't do that. Practice, like, keeping okay. shit separate. Men do this all the time, but um, it could all blow up in your face, and you could lose both. That's fine. It's the chance you take. I'm sure. I don't think that will happen. I don't know why. I feel like it's fine. And um, if you do have sex, are you having sex with either of them? Um, not with the new guy, but with the casual one, yeah, the one who drinks. So this is where shit gets even trickier because this is where things get sloppy and weird, and I don't love this. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 
I don't love having sex with more than one person at a time. Like, I like, even if it's casual, if you're sleeping with one person, it's kind of like, it doesn't even matter if you're boyfriend and girlfriend. It's kind of like, who needs a label? You guys are fucking, you know? You know what I mean? Like, you're... Yeah, you're no, I agree. <laughs> it really it really does complicate things. And so if you, if you want to go down this path and kind of get to know people, these two guys, I mean, please use protection. But, uh... Yeah, I don't... And it's I don't know. I wish I I, I gotta like get get somebody else. Wait, say where you are. Did, did any of that help? What? <laughs> did any of that help? Yeah, no, it did help. I think I'm mostly just confused. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I do want to get to know both of them more. Um, but yeah, I think that helps. I just need to like be honest, but not uh, push anything in their faces or brag about it or anything Okay, like here's that. A, I need a lifeline. Uh, my friend Brooke is listening to the show. I just saw that she tweeted me. She's listening to the show. Brooke, I need you to call in area code 646-378-0649. I want you to uh, to tell me or tell this girl if she's doing the wrong thing dating these two guys. I want to hear your input. And I also want to call a guy as well and see what he thinks. Yeah. Hold on. Stay where you are. So, Emily, what part of town do you live in also? In Pasadena. In Pasadena. Emily from Pasadena. All right. Um, I'm going to try to get a guy on the phone, see his take on the whole situation. Hold on. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, here we go. I'm getting a guy's opinion. Oh my God! You might not pick up. You won't know the the number. Uh, don't say your name. This is Alexi from Boy Crazy Radio. I need your advice. Okay. Okay. Emily is on the line. This is my faceless male friend who has a heart and a soul, and he's going to give good advice. I just know it. Okay. Emily is 22. She's been dating some guy casually for four months. They're having sex. It's been very casual. He even stopped dating her at some at one point because he wasn't sure if he was into it, and he started dating another girl, and now he's comes back to Emily, and they're having sex. So now Emily met some new guy, and she wants to start <clears> dating the new guy and date both guys at the same time, which means that she's probably going to end up having sex with two different guys, and she feels weird about it and wants to know how to date two guys at the same time because neither one of them are her boyfriend. What do you think? Um... Maybe she should hang out with the guy, the other guy, and just see if she likes him. I guess. Well, I don't know. While she's while she sleeps with the other guy that she's been seeing for four <laughs> months. Well, yeah, but is that her boyfriend? No. You said she was casually dating them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, is this is this guy being helpful at all? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of cool off guard here. Okay. Well, thank you very much for uh, thank you very much, faceless faceless male friend. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, I think I have another friend. We're, t- we're I'm, Emily. Here you are. 
We're going to get to the okay. monitors later, but we're going to take some other phone calls. Okay, area code 562? Uh, yeah, I think that's me. That's you. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Um, I'm Kevin. I'm 25. I'm calling from San Francisco. Kevin, 25, San Francisco. What's going on? Um, I guess, is it cool if I talk about Emily's story a little bit? Yes. What should she do? Because, yeah, I mean, I've been in that situation. I think I've just dated all the guys and then just vibed it and figured it out and, and like, followed my steps. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I'm, I'm a straight dude, so I think, like, it probably just makes sense maybe to just, like, hold off on sleeping with that old dude for a while and then just hang out with the new dude and see if you like him. I mean, I mean, it sounds like that's basically the same advice the other dude gave, but... I agree. I think that sounds good too. Yeah, exactly. Start start fresh with a new guy. See how you feel, and if you even want to, if you even do want to have sex with him, then you'll yeah. deal with that when you're feeling that. Okay, cool. And then you drop the old dude who was not even sure about you to begin with. Yeah, I think that's fair. What's going on with you? Um, so with me, um, basically, um, I, so there's this girl I really like. Um, I've gone on a few dates with her. I haven't made a move yet. Like, haven't kissed her or anything. And um, we're going to hang out again soon. And I know this sounds, like, crazy for, like, how old I am or whatever. But um, so I'm planning on hanging out with her soon, like, within the week. And then she was she kind of flaked on Friday and was like, I can't make it. Um, or it's been crazy, whatever. And then she wanted to reschedule to Monday. So, um, you know, I just said, hey, what's up on Monday? Like, are we still going to hang out? And then basically she was like, for the whole week, like, um, you know, I'm going to be working late and I have to like take care of my dog or whatever. And like, those sound like really bad excuses, but I'm just trying to like, see if I should, I mean, if I should just like move on or if I should just wait and like, see like what's going on. Oh my God. You've gone on two dates with her and they felt like they were good dates. Like you, you guys, I'm going to use the word vibe again. I don't know why I keep using this word tonight, but like you guys like, did it feel like you guys had chemistry and like, like they went well? Yeah, no, I feel like they went really well. I felt like there was a lot of chemistry, like, um, you know, like, I, you know, it's kind of crazy because I've, like, had a crush on her for so long. Like, I've done, I don't know, I did, I do stupid shit for, like, I don't know, it's just, like, if I'm going to go, like, like, buy a cake for someone's birthday, like, I'll get her some, like, macarons or whatever, and then, like, I made her a mix CD because she was heading out for a road trip, and, um, yeah, it's just, like, just, I just really like her, and, um, yeah, and I think, and, you know, I think she knows that, and I told her, and, you know, it's kind of, it was like so the last time we hung out it ended kind of weirdly because I just told her you know like hey you know I think by now it's pretty obvious that I really like you and she was like yeah you know like I'm I'm really into you you know sometimes I'm being or whatever and she was like but I'm not gonna make out with you right now because I feel disgusting because I haven't showered in three days and I was like all right whoa you know, that's fair. whoa 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 yeah you've gone on two you've gone on two supposed dates you've made her a mixtape basically you've proposed to her you've made her a mixtape you buy her macaroons. You're, like, telling her with your words, like, I really like you. I care about you. Like, you're saying these things to her. You guys are, like, having a conversation about liking each other. And then when it comes down to the makeout, she actually says with words, I'm not going to make out with you because I feel gross. Yeah. And she has canceled how many dates with you? Um, As of now, she just, like, twice. Okay. Dude, here's the thing. I don't know. I just said dude. Okay. You need to back the fuck off because if you want to save this because you really do like her, you need to relax. 
you're fine. I hate when people okay. tell me that. It's so rude. I hate when people say chill and relax. It's so fucking annoying. It's so condescending because they're probably right and it's embarrassing to be exposed. But <laughs> you, need to, you need to do nothing. You need to stop texting her. You need to sure as fuck not double text her. Because I feel like I'm getting a double text kind of vibe from you where you like probably text her a few times without getting a response. Is this true? Um, I don't know. It's been kind of back and forth. Like she'll text me and I won't respond. Like and she'll double text me too. Okay. Well, why didn't she just like where is it? Where has it been left? Like, like who texted last and where? What did they say? Okay. So last time we texted, I was like, hey, so we're hanging out today. It's Monday or whatever. And she's like, you know, to be honest, like I do want to hang out, but like I have to like let my dog out and like have all this work. And it's like bullshit excuse. And then so I'm like, all right, it's cool, whatever. Hope works not too rough this week. Um, just feel better. That's all I said. And then she's okay. like, thanks for understanding. And then sent me like a Google link to like the Google image search for Smiling Bear. Like, this sounds so fucking ridiculous. That's exactly what happened. Okay, it sounds to me that she's trying, she really likes you and thinks, thinks you're awesome. And I could be totally wrong, but to me, this is what I would do with a guy that I don't want to date, but is awesome and such a sweetheart, and I feel so guilty, and oh, I don't want to kiss him. Because when I want to have sex with a dude or make out with a guy, and it's happening, it's like, we're going to do it. I don't care if I feel gross, because the, if the dude, in, in a perfect world, he doesn't care if, if I'm gross, and he's just going to fucking take me and kiss me and, like, make me his. You know what I mean? Like, I, he's going to go in for the kiss, and it's going to be happening. There's no time to talk about it. Talking is, like, such a fucking boner killer. I don't even use that phrase, boner killer. It's such a clitoral hard off. Like, it's there's too much talking. There's not enough, like, doing and being sexy and fucking, and all the sexy stuff is, is, uh, you know, in the silence. And it's like, yeah, you should, you guys should have made out or it's too much talking. And so, like, it just seems like she's really trying to, like, appease you and just, like, make you feel okay about the fact that she's brushing you off. So if you want to save this and if there is any hope, um, if the last text came from her and she said, you know, it's a fucking stupid link to a fucking smiling bear or whatever the fuck, then you just <laughs> do nothing. Do do nothing. Okay. And, if she, and, like, don't don't text her, don't Facebook her, don't like, a, don't like any of her Instagrams. Just be cool, be cool. But don't come off bitter because nobody likes a fucking bitter dude. That sucks, too. So, like, just be like, yeah. it's all good. Do nothing. If she texts you again about yeah. something, I mean, it's... In an ideal world, you would write back to the to the last text she sent, and you would be like, "Cool, well, let me know when you're free, and we'll make it happen." But you text me when you know, or whatever. Just like you text me when you want to hang out. All good, you know, XO or yeah. something like that. You know, that that would be ideal. Like, when 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 did she text you? Like, how long ago? Uh, Monday. Monday. Okay, so you can't be doing anything now. It's too dorky. It's Wednesday. You gotta leave it. Do nothing. You gotta stay super busy. You've got to start flirting with other girls. You've got to yeah. maybe, maybe be having conversations with other girls on Instagram or on Facebook or something. Or if there's a chance for you to see her in person, I don't know if you guys go to school or if you're working together, or whatever. You need to be flirting with other people. Put yourself out there. Girls have a weird radar. The minute you're not like making one girl a priority, like if you're not yeah. making this girl a priority, and like you're putting your attention on some other girl. We're so fucking crazy. We'll be like, wait a minute, he was in love with me. I didn't want to have sex with him, but he was, he was, he was, he was in love with me. I mean, he's always supposed to be in love with me. He's supposed to be in love with me forever, even though I don't want to date him or have sex with him or kiss him. So like, now is when the mind games happen. So like, get her jealous. This is horrible advice, but I'm doing it anyway. 
put your attention on other girls, ignore her, get her jealous, balls in her court, and then wait for her to text you. If she doesn't, who gives a fuck? The world is huge. There are a million girls out there, but you, you just have to not be as eager as you've been and then and then see if there's even a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's solid advice. Okay, cool. Well, let me know what happens. Okay, yeah, so I'm just going to ignore her forever unless she talks to me. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. She'll talk to you. She'll talk to you because here's another thing girls do. And girls, you know that we do this. If the guy that we have in our pocket who loves us and worships us and kisses the ground we walk on and feeds our ego, if he starts ignoring us, when we're feeling all shitty and down and we haven't heard from him, we'll reach out and be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, it doesn't mean we like the dude. It just means, like, we're like, hey, um, why aren't you, you know, worshiping me? Like, where are you? Like, that's your job. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So she'll come back to you, and then you got to be cool, and you can't be like, want me to bring you a cupcake? And you can't be like, oh, hey, I've been waiting for you to text me, or, hey, want to hang out? Like, you just got to be, like, cool. You got, there's a lot okay. to be said for being cool. Like, be the cool dude. You can be a loving boyfriend. You can be amazing when you get the girl. You can be faithful and monogamous and get her flowers and be an awesome dude and whatever. But when it comes to, like, the courting phase, like, yeah. she's not in your pocket. She's not in your pocket, so don't be in her pocket. And then, like, I don't know. You need to just be a man now and be cool if you really like her. And it's a cool exercise in life. Like, it shouldn't be too gamey, but we're going to get a little mm-hmm. gamey because it's sexy. And then when you're in bed with her, then you can take back more of your power and, like, fuck the shit out of her or, like, make out with her and just be this epic, like, dude in bed and she'll see how you are in that situation. And that'll make her like you even more. But you can't get there until you do this. So fucking be cool. Be the badass rebel dude that makes the girls go, hey, why doesn't he like me? It's fucked up and sick, but it works. And let me know if it works, and let me know how it goes. All right, we're going to take another phone call, area code 971. What? What? Who's this? Hello? Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Turn on your computer or whatever you were listening to. Oh, sorry, I was listening to the newsroom. Um, Wait, is this 971? Or am I yeah, talking to someone? Or... Oh, okay. Cool. Um. My name's Ahmed. I'm 25. Uh, like the last dude. Uh, I think I've called in like thousands of times before. Um, but I just wanted like I just want to know like for like motivation wise, like because I've been like trying to like do a lot of stuff, like just like you know get my life together and just sort of like get as busy as possible before I hit like 30. You know, just to, like, because I don't want to, like, hit 30 and be, like, some, like, dude who's just, like, bumming through life, you know? But, um, I don't know if you know anything about, like, the, hello? If you don't know if I know anything about what? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, like, the entertainment industry? Like, Hollywood and all that stuff? But I just want to, like, because I'm a comedian, I just want to, like, advise on what to do to, like, break into that, or what I could do to, well, like, break into that. To break into the what? Uh, to, like, Hollywood and all that stuff, or just, like, what I could do to increase my, going? like, social media. Oh, uh, Where Portland. Where are you calling from? You're calling from Portland. Okay. I have a question. Is this a prank call? No. You. I, I mean, think you asked me that before. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Do you smoke a lot of pot? 
I never, I actually stopped, or I've never, I mean, I've only done it, like, socially. Are you stoned right now? No, wait, what the, are you, what? No. I'm just asking if you're wait. stony, that's just a question. Oh, no, I don't, no, I don't do that. Well, here's the thing, you sound kind of lethargic and befuddled, and I want to know why. Like, like, where are you in your house right now? Who do you live with? What are you doing at this present moment? Besides being on the phone with me, explain your setting. Uh, I was just on Facebook. Uh, I'm just in my room, just like walking down, uh, down the hallway and back. I just came home from like community service stuff and like community school and all this stuff. I'm just trying to like tie up loose ends and stuff. What? Did you did you go to jail for something? No, I just it's just like a um. Like a transportation thing. Like I forgot to buy a bus ticket, and I just—it's just—it's not like jail. But. Okay, here's what I think you need to do. Like, first of all, it's cool that you've decided that you want to do stand-up comedy. So far, I'm going to be a little bit brutal. Not that this really matters. I'm not laughing so far, as, as far as like your personality is not making me laugh. But this is okay. It's just you talking to me on the phone. It's okay. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just oh, like, you know, well, I didn't. I didn't know I was supposed to like. I mean, I'm not no, trying no. to be like funny right now. No, no, no. I totally get it. No, I'm just like I'm just finding the way. I'm trying to find the way to get to the to the other side of this conversation. I'm gonna figure this out as I go. Okay. So at least you know what you want to do. You you want to get motivated. You want to do stand up comedy. You want to figure out how not to be like a fail loser you know, at, and, and hit 30 without accomplishing anything. So let's see. So you're 25. You've got to make every day count for you. And here's a tiny little thing you could do. Every single day, your homework is to do one thing that takes you toward your goal. Every day is to do one okay. thing that scares one thing that scares you that takes you one step closer to your goal. You have to write out jokes. You have to constantly be writing jokes down or things that you notice, or ideas. Like, if you want to go do stand-up comedy and you really want to give that a go, and you don't want to, to be on your deathbed and go, fuck, I really regret not trying to do stand-up because I really wanted to do that. Well, then fucking do it now. Go to every go to every single open mic in uh, in Portland. Okay, hold on. You're in Portland. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Portland, Oregon, uh, comedy, yeah, open mic. Okay, here we go. Here we go. List of open mics, PBX Comedy Blog. So here we go. There's a thing called PBX Comedy Blog. And there's a place called The Boiler Room, hosts the longest-running open mic in the Pacific Northwest, blah, 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 Portland's interesting. Listen, you need to fucking go online, find every single stand-up open mic place in Portland, and even in every weird, tiny little town outside of it, and get up and just start talking and saying your stuff and, and like, and honing your material. And, like, you just need to do that. And it'll be terrifying and you'll suck or sometimes you'll be okay or people will, won't laugh or there won't be anybody there and it'll be uncomfortable and horrible. But you have to do it. And you have to, like, maybe wake up a little bit earlier. Don't get drunk every night. Don't, like, maybe not drink. Don't smoke pot or smoke pot. But, like, be aware of what you're doing to your body. And, like, be conscious of, like, the mental state you're putting yourself in. And, like, and make things kind of like rewards for yourself. Like, this is just my opinion, but I would just say, like, every time you do something scary and you feel like you're, 
you know, realizing a goal or you're, like, doing something beneficial for your life, then maybe you can hang out, like, once a week or once every two weeks and do something fun with your friends. Maybe this is horrible advice. I don't think it is. I just think right now you've got five years till you hit 30. You're putting this goal on yourself. Like, this is all your decision. Like, if you hit 30 and you aren't super successful, nobody's going to be bummed about it except for you, you know? Yeah. So, like, Dude, if I you have the you can always oh, what? Or I'm saying, like, they're not going to, like, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's just, like, if I don't do it, people aren't going to be, like, oh, well, sorry, or whatever. They're, I mean, it's mostly, like, I'm going to lose if I don't do it. Well, you're going to have to live with yourself. That's the thing. Like, I used to do this thing where, oh, God, I never mind. I'm not even get into that. The thing is, write a list of all the shit you want to get accomplished, all the places you want to travel, all the things you want to do in your lifetime, and then you just have to fucking wake up earlier than you do. Don't smoke pot because you don't. You do sound very stony, stony or lethargic. And if you and, and I don't know, it's just, I'm worried about you. And you just have to start. Uh, I'm fine. I just like I've actually well, I've been doing it actually for a few years. It's just like I need because like I've seen like some of my friend like my friend just got on like Chelsea Handler. And all all this other stuff. So I'm just like trying to figure out what to do, like how to get over the top. I'm not like I don't usually. Sm- I mean, a lot of my other comedian friends do, but I try I'm not sure to. I'm sure they do. And you know what? I have tons of creative friends who like smoke pot all the time. They smoke pot, and it makes them, you know, and they make music smoking pot, or they like, or they're funny, or they write stuff when they when they smoke pot and stuff like that. I'm just saying, like, don't. Yeah, it's kind of like a crutch. Yeah, just be careful of that. Be wary of that because time is of the essence. And, like, just if you want to do this shit, just be writing jokes down all the time. Always have a pen and a paper in your back pocket or your man bag or whatever the fuck you have or write write shit down on your phone or use your voice notes to write down jokes. Always write down every observation or you just, like, make a note of every single observation you have and something that you think would be funny on stage or something you want to bring up. And then get on stage more than once every, every night. When I was like, oh, God, when I was, like, in my late teens, I did stand-up comedy, and I got so into it because I always knew I wanted to be a writer, and I always loved writing. And stand-up comedy, way too terrifying for me. I'll do it occasionally or, or whatever, but, like, my friends are stand-ups, and it's a fucking tough thing, and it's terrifying. And what I would do and what my friends would do, and I'd watch these huge comedians, um, like, I would just, like, watch them, and they would write shit down, they would perform it, and then they'd go to, like, six open mics, or they'd go to six different rooms a night. I went with this guy, Todd Berry, who's, like, a super successful comedian. I, I, okay. Yeah, I, I ran into him in New York, and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm going to go do stand-up. I'm going to try out some new material. So he goes, want to go? And I went, sure, I'll go with you. We went to, like, six different rooms, and he he tried out his material in one room. He, he reorganized it and, and changed the order of all of his jokes. Like to make it work better after he, he you know, he, he after it, it didn't go the way he wanted it to go in the first room, he changed his material based on if he was like in a hipster room, a room that was like all black people, all fucking fret, like white, boring white dudes. Like he's like mixed up his it work. It's, it's like it's a puzzle, and it's like and you just have to be getting up in front of people and writing as much as possible. So that's my advice to you. Um, all right, I'm gonna take another phone call. Area code seven nine no no eight one eight sorry area code eight one eight. 
Oh, uh, you can skip me. I was just listening. Oh, I don't want to skip you. You're just listening? All right. You have nothing to say? Uh, Nothing too important tonight. Nothing too important tonight. Okay. Well, you keep listening. Oh, my God. 12 more minutes left of the show? How did that happen? I'm just rambling on and on. Um. Anyway, I've got to tell you about the wedding experience that I had. Uh, phone lines are open, though. The telephone number is area code 646-378-0649. I feel very bizarre tonight. I feel loopy and bizarre. Anyway, I was just, this has nothing to do with anything, but I was just offered a flu shot earlier. I went to Target. I, got, I had to get stuff done. I actually worked out today. I worked out. I met my girlfriend at, uh, at Crunch. I'm humiliated. Crunch is a super meatheady. Uh, fucking gym in Los Angeles. She has a membership. I don't belong to a gym because every time I've ever joined a gym, I never go. The minute I join a gym and pay all the money for it, I subconsciously decide that my membership is enough and that I'm just automatically going to burn calories because I have a membership to a gym, and then I never go. So I was, I was being a mooch today, and I, and, you know, we we got each other uh, excited, and I said. All right, let's let's uh, let's motivate one another. I'll meet you at your gym tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. So we met up today. I got crazy sweaty. We went on an elliptical. We burned hundreds of calories. It was super cool. I'm trying to work on my butt because I uh, I'm naked more often in front of a guy that I like, and I want to I want to look cuter and naked and stuff. Anyway, so then I go to Target, running my errands in my workout gear, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I was wearing floral pants. Floral leggings that I got from American Apparel that I think are pretty cool. Anyway, so I'm traipsing around Los Angeles in my kids and my American Apparel leggings, uh, my floral print American Apparel leggings. And when I get to Target, the happiest place on earth, this lady offers me a, a flu shot. And I've never, I realize I've never gotten a flu shot before because I have another subconscious, deep down, deep rooted fear that, uh, and belief that if I get a flu shot, the government. I don't know, the government's doing something weird to me. Like the government's going to poison me or give me a disease or is watching me or, like, it's just some kind of thing. to be. I don't know. And I'm sure if I, I'm sure I've eaten chicken McNuggets at McDonald's. If the government didn't get me then, I mean, what else will? I'm, I'm sure the government has me. I have an iPhone, okay? They know where I am all the time. I'm doing a podcast. I have a laptop. I'm fucked, okay? This is it. We're all part of the system. We're all robots. We're all doing it. It's fine. Accept it. No big deal. We drink Jamba Juice. Who cares? Not me. But then I have this one fucking rule where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to save myself. I'm, I know what's up. I'm not going to get that flu shot. The flu shot is probably the nicest thing the government's going to do for us. The flu shot's probably like, hey, you know how you've been, like, you know, ruining your life and doing weird shit and all this blah, 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 yakety shackety? The flu shot's probably like, the one thing they're doing, like, hey, we're going to get back to the little guys. We don't want you to get sick when you're trying to just, you know, go to Starbucks and run your errands in your floral leggings. And that's the one thing I'm saying, yeah, I don't think so. I think not. But uh, you know what? I think this year is the day I'm going to – this is the year I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a flu shot. I don't care what I thought. I think I'm going to do it because last year I didn't get a flu shot. I always forget they exist or that they're real or that, you know, I'm part of the same – whatever planet that everybody else is on and uh, I got really deathly ill I got the flu that was going around and everybody I know who wasn't sick they were like oh 
you're sick? You didn't get the flu shot? And they're all like, you know, traipsing around town, all cool and loving life. And I was like, oh, God. I had like a month and a half long fucking disgusting sickness or whatever. So I'm thinking about getting the flu shot. If you don't think I should, tell me why. If you think I should, tell me why. 646-378-0649. Anyway, I had a rendezvous this weekend, Friday. I flew to San Francisco, met up with this super hot babe that I'm dating. Uh, He's very interesting. Okay, we met up, we rented a car, we drove, we were going to drive straight to Big Sur, but we had to go pick up one of his friends who was also going to the wedding who, for some whatever reason, didn't uh, needed a ride. He just needed a ride for whatever reason. So immediately, there goes the opportunity to have sex in the car, which is fine because sometimes romantic theories are better than the reality because, I don't know, I felt all grimy and gross from the plane ride. I, I didn't necessarily want to have sex in a car and have to find a place to go. I would have done it, but we couldn't. and We didn't make time for it, and it, it is what it is. So anyway, we go pick up his friend. We go to Whole Foods, we get stuff, we're all making our way to Big Sur because we rented a house in Big Sur, it's all exciting, we're doing it, we're living our life, we're cracking jokes, we're we're just three young people just driving and uh, on our way to a wedding weekend, it doesn't get much better than that until we get completely lost for three hours because there's no cell service in Big Sur, it's late, it's nighttime, we can't find the house and we call the owner of the house that we're renting and he basically, like, hangs up on us and says, oh, you're never going to find it. It's too tough. It's nighttime now. And if you drive up the wrong driveway in Big Sur uh, on this estate, whatever, in this uh, gated community, you're going to probably be met by someone with a shotgun who will blow your head off or something. So uh, that was cool. And then so we finally find our way to the house. Thank God. I mean, I made sure we got into the gated community because I, I charmed one of the other people who lived in the gated community on the intercom. I said, listen, we're not murderers. We just don't have the gate code. And um, we had nothing. We went to Whole Foods. Everything was looking up. Exciting. Wedding weekend. And then we didn't have a gate code. And we got lost trying to actually find the house once we got through into the gated community. Um Oh, God, phone lines are lighting up, and I'm still fucking telling this story. I should I should really cut it the fuck out. So we get to the house. Everything's great. Um, then the other people we're sharing the house with, they show up. Fantastic. Except there's this one girl that I think is the girlfriend of one of the guys who's staying in the house that I just met. Turns out she's not the girlfriend of one of the guys. She's some vagabond drifter that was at Burning Man uh, and I guess the, the guy who was staying at the house was single, and he went. He was at a bar in Big Sur earlier, and picked her up and like brought her back to the house. Like, who does that? We're sharing a house with all these people, and you're gonna bring some vagabond dr- drifter. I guess it's different for guys because if you pick up a girl, she's less likely to be a crazy murderer, unless she's the type of girl who goes to Burning Man. Anyway, um, oh God, so. I will continue the story later or next week. But right now, I'm actually going to take another phone call, area code 661. Hi, this is Claire. I'm 27 from L.A. I called last week. Claire, 25 about, from um, L.A.? What's up? Yeah. Um, I called last week about my boyfriend who was kind of cooling off and not really calling me as much and stressed with work and stuff, and I was going to see him on the weekend and – 
You told me to call back and update you. Oh, my God. I totally remember your call. So I said you were going to get to the bottom of it during the weekend, over the weekend. So tell me what happened. Okay. So I guess there should probably be a little bit of a backstory before I tell you what happened. So when he and I started dating, he actually had, like, just broken up from with a girl that he was dating for, like, I think, like, three years. But she had cheated on him, and, like, it was a very toxic relationship. And he tore up and down that, you know, he was totally over it. He had been checked out of the relationship for so long. And I was, like, very guarded at first and took me, like, a really long time to drop my guard. And But then I did, and, you know, we fell in love and started dating and everything. And so then, like, maybe about two weeks ago, he, like, I discovered very innocently, not stalker status, but very innocently that they were following each other on Instagram again. And so I just asked him about it, like, really rationally and just, like, you know, I'm kind of unsettled, like, just, like, can I have more information about this? And then, you know, he told me, oh, like, I didn't think it was a big deal. I'm sorry if it's an issue, blah, blah, blah. And then um, we talked, and I was like, you know, like, I would be fine with it if, you know, she wasn't being shady and, like, telling you, like, she would text him and tell him things like, uh, oh, I wish things could just be the way that they were. And so I'm like, I wouldn't feel like this. I would be totally cool about it. But she's being shady, and I'm just, like, not comfortable with it. And so then on – so I talked to you on Wednesday night, and then on Thursday night, he talked to me. He's just like, I just want to explain, like, a little bit more, like, about how I'm feeling and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, "Um, well, I just kind of – I've been feeling like I still care about my ex. And I'm like, are you saying that, like, you want to be with her, that, like, you have romantic feelings for her? He's like, no, like, not at all. But I just feel like – I spent so much time with her, and I do care about her as a person. It's not romantic, but I just, I'm not sure, like, if I'm ready to, like, let that go. And so we talked and talked, and basically what I said to him was, um, all right, well, it sounds like you need some more time to let go of your relationship, so maybe that should happen. And he just, you know, started stumbling over his words and stuttering, and then he was just like, no, like, I want to be with you, like, this conversation, how you've handled everything just reminds me, like, why I love you. You're so strong. Like, I will do – let me, like, do what um, you need. Let me be the guy who, like, I've always said I was, blah, blah, blah. So then he was like, okay, I'm going to take care of it tomorrow, and he was supposed to come on Saturday. And then Saturday, he – he his parents live, like, 30 minutes from me, and he had to drop off – he does, like, this, like, racing thing. So I had to drop off his truck at their house – And he's like, yeah, I'll let you know and give you a better time of when I'm going to be there, probably be around dinner time. So then I'm, like, going about my day. I'm like, okay, everything is cool, yada, yada. And then, like, it gets later and later and later. I'm like, oh, right, something's wrong, you know. And then so he texts me at, like, 4.45, and he was like, hey, I haven't – I can't see you yet. I haven't broken off contact with my ex yet. I don't think it's fair to you for me to to come visit you if – you know, this is what's going on, and I'm really sorry. I know this is going to upset you, but I just can't. And then I'm just like, you need to call me. And then he didn't fucking call me, like, all night. And then Sunday, he texted me. He was like, hey, I'm sorry. haven't been in touch. I've been working on the truck 
24-7, and I, you definitely deserve to be treated better than this, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you need to call me. And then so he called me on his way home, and um, I just basically broke up with him. And he was like, his response was like, um, you have, like, way bigger balls than me to, like, say what you just said. Like, I'm so terrified of losing you. I just I just don't feel good about, like, not being able to, like, let this go. And, like, he said all these things, like, you know, hopefully I can see you. Hopefully I can figure this out and we can, like, you know, go on a date and I can hold your hand and blah, blah, blah. I love you. It's so amazing, yada, yada, and all this stuff. So that's basically what happened on Sunday and I haven't talked to him since. Oh, my God. Can I just tell you, you followed your intuition. Like, he never actually said, like, I want to get back together with her. I don't I don't like you. I want to get back together with my ex-girlfriend. He never said that. But he was so wishy-washy and bizarre, and it just all feels so fucking gross and wrong and not good. And you fucking knew what was up, followed your, your, your instincts, trusted your gut, and knew this is fucked up. I'm out of here. This is too bullshitty, wishy-washy, bizarre, and he's not over her. This is not what I want. I'm out of here. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of myself, too. I've come a long way. But then at the same time, it's just like, I mean, I didn't really go into detail of, like, things that he said to me because he is, he seriously is a really, really great guy and a good person. And I know that he does love me, but I also know that he's really fucked up from her and, like, super insecure. And obviously, like, you can't be in a relationship with me if you still have that going on. So, it sucks, but it is what it is, I guess. Well, you sound like you're doing really great, and you've really instilled a lot of fear in me because I'm in a situation so similar to you. It's terrifying. I'm in a long-distance, long-distance thing with a guy who just got out of – maybe we're talking about the same guy. I don't know. But, uh, like, long-distance long thing, guy got out of a thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, that could happen to me at any moment, and that's actually terrifying. But you're so right, like – you're so right. If the guy can't cut off the thing with his ex and he's being weird and he's all still fucked up over the thing and, oh, God, you're very strong. I hope I don't have to be as strong as, as you were. God. I, and I get it. That sucks. It's, like, heartbreaking and, like, yeah. yeah but you have to carry yourself first, which is what you have to do. So, well, thank you for telling yeah. me the update. Yeah, I have one question about it. So the thing is, is that his birthday is on Friday. And, like, I really didn't want to be, like, the one to, like, reach out first. But I really, like, care about don't. him. And I don't. Don't, don't tell him happy don't. birthday. Leave it. You know why I say leave it? It's just, it's not really a happy birthday text. It's an excuse to, to hook into the guy again. It's an excuse to, like, make contact. And it just starts, it just, it'll get sloppy. It's just, just leave it. Just leave it. You know? Okay. <laughs> I know it sounds cold. I know it sounds cold, and you think that he's going to be like, I can't believe she didn't text me happy birthday. That's so bitter and weird. But, like, leave it. It's it's too soon. It's too soon, and you guys will have a text conversation. It's like, just fucking leave it. It's all good. He'll survive. He'll survive. Everybody's fine. You know? You're busy. Do other yeah. stuff. Well, and I already told him, I just told him, you know, because I had gotten him this great birthday gift and everything, and I was just like, you know, I really hope you have a really happy birthday. And he was like, yeah, me too. And then I'm just like, you know, don't don't take it personally if I don't wish you happy birthday. Like, just know that I'm taking care of myself. And he was like, oh, well, good. don't wish me an unhappy birthday. Yeah. And he was like, well, don't well, wish so me an unhappy already, birthday. I'm like, already, no. Yeah, already I already did. So, so be strong, and I know yeah. it sucks, but you sound 
doing really great, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay, thanks. You're welcome. Oh, my God. See, that's the thing. Now I'm terrified. That's the thing with relationships. You have no idea what's going to happen. You don't know, like, you make yourself vulnerable. You get into a thing. You just have to play it out day by day, and you don't know what's right around the corner. Hopefully you can trust people's word, words, and you can follow your intuition, and, your, and you have good intuition. But, like, oh, my God, that's so heavy. That's brutal. If that happens to me, I'll be really bummed. But then that's where you're tested, and you see if you're strong, and you can take care of yourself, and you don't just, like, hang out with someone who, uh, you know, is going to be treating you in a disrespectful way. I'm rambling. I'm all over the place. All right, I'm going to take another phone call. Area code 818. Hello. Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Spaghetti from the Valley. Okay. Okay, all right. So uh, you asked earlier reasons why not to get the flu shot. Uh, I advise that you go on YouTube and you type in flu shot gone wrong. I don't know if you've seen okay, this video before. I've never seen this before. What's what's going to happen? Is it going to be really weird? Is somebody's vein going to explode and they're going to die in their head? What happens? I think it's the only good reason not to get a flu shot. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Everybody else listening, do the same. You two, flu shot gone wrong. Anything else you want to add? No, that's all. Thank you very much. Um, area code 877. I'm sorry, not 877, 870L. Hello. Hello, is this area code 870-0? Yes, it is. What's happening? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? My name is Shrek, and I loved you in the Thin Minute commercial. Oh, in the Peppermint Patty commercial? Yeah. Thank you. That's sweet. Uh Uh-huh. Will you watch Shrek with me? Uh, I don't think I can. Ma'am? I said, I don't think I can watch Shrek with you because I don't know you. I don't understand where your area code is. I think we're probably in different places. Also, I'm dating someone who would probably get really mad uh, if I watched Shrek. It's just Shrek. Are you? Wait, where are you calling from? How old are you? I am calling from Arkansas. I am 32. Well, if I do end up watching Shrek, because I've never seen it, I will think about you. And I'll think about Shrek. how you think. I've never Shrek's seen Shrek. Shrek's the best damn movie on the whole planet. Okay, well, I will check it out, and I will think about you, and I'll go, hey, I'm so glad I'm watching this, because that guy called in and said I should watch it with him, and even though I can't watch it with him, I'm thinking about him now, and I'm smiling and thinking about him long. Well, look up Shrek next. Okay, cool. All right, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Um, all right, I should wrap up the show. I'm going to wrap the show. I feel like every time I go on for longer than an hour, that's when all the prank calls come out. So I'm, like, terrified of that. Uh, this is a Skype call. Who is this? Jaffa Colin? Hello? How are you doing? You're on Boy Crazy Radio. What's going on? Hi, this is Jaffa. What's happening? I just wanted to see your advice. Tell me everything else. I can't wait. Well, I was on first date, and we were just grabbing some chocolate bars at the convenience store before the movies. Mm-hmm. 
And then there was a guy that came in with a gun. And there was an armed robbery, like, right in front of us. And I just don't know what to do, like, how do I get a second date? All right, mister. That's your prank call. You didn't call the police? Now I feel like, if this is if that's a real thing, by the way, if you went on a date with a girl and there's an armed robbery and you both make it out alive and you bought chocolate bars for a movie and you call the cops or you talk to the cops and you're, you're over it, you guys are bonded for life. If you guys don't have passionate, steamy sex and have a makeout and, like, freak out together and, like, hang out in your bedrooms together and be like, wow, man, that was crazy. Can you believe that? I know. I don't really want to be alone tonight. Yeah, no, me neither. Let's, like, let's hang out and watch Shrek together in, in, in your room and we'll talk and, like, no big deal. Like, whoa, that was crazy. Like, that just seems like a recipe for, like, you guys should get married. You guys can, I mean, maybe you don't even want to do that. Maybe that's not the goal. You guys will totally have passionate sex because you've shared such a major experience and you're bonded for life. Anyway, to wrap up my story, I'm in Big Sur, sharing house with a few people. I have my own room with the guy that I'm dating, my date for the weekend. And there's this vagabond girl in the house. She's fine. She's like kind of like we're different. I'm too matter of fact and like asking a lot of questions and coming on real strong. And she's more ethereal and like, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. We're just different. So I didn't, and I felt like she was flirting, flirting with my date. And uh, when I like a guy, I get territorial, which is not the sexiest way to be. But also it's kind of sexy to me when a guy is a little bit jealous. If, like, if I'm dating a guy and he gets jealous about me, just a little bit, I think it's very sexy. It makes me feel protected. It makes me feel like the guy cares. I'm not talking about, like, I don't want him to, like, beat me up and, like, yell at me and make a scene in the, in the whatever, in a cafe or at a party. But I, it also means when I get jealous about a guy and a girl hitting on the guy that I'm dating, it means that I like him a lot. It's also very shocking because I don't usually get jealous. I'm usually pretty cool. And uh, when I get jealous, I'm like, fuck, I guess I really care oh, my God, even though I totally trust this guy, it's just like the idea that it's like this weird territorial womanly thing, and I kind of love it. That makes me, like, really happy that I have that in me. Um, so, anyway, blah, 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 yakety schmackety. The wedding happens. Um, the vagabond girl is not at the wedding. We'll meet her later at the after party. No big deal. Um, but I can't believe the fact that it's 2013. It's, everybody's so cynical. And then you fucking, I went, I go to this wedding in Big Sur that's like in the forest, all these beautiful like, you know, fairy lights and crystals and they were like, it was just so romantic. Like there was even like these people who like, uh, I don't know, I can't even explain it. They like wrapped this like red string around everybody, all this like the entire ceremony. There's like this red string like uh, circling the entire ceremony, the entire event, all the guests and the people getting married, the bride and groom and blah, blah, blah like to signify something like unity and love or something, whatever, something awesome. Maybe it sounds cheesy. It was great. I couldn't believe it because I always think like, oh, I'm not one of those girls who's like, I need a ring. I want to get married. That's the end goal. That's the be all end all. But I fucking love weddings and I wept. It was so romantic. All the cynicism aside, it's 2013. Everybody stop being so cynical because at the core, Romance and love is epic and amazing. And going to this wedding, I was like, this is what it's all about. I can't believe it. These two people are so in love. They've been dating for nine years. And now they're making it 
official or whatever. They're or basically they're just having this big party to celebrate their love and have and like have this ceremony in front of all these people. It's so cool. It's almost gothic and cool and badass and rock and roll, like this this love ceremony happening in the forest. Um, not an orgy, but it was just like this, like you know, ceremonial thing. It was like super highbrow and in the forest. And I wept, and uh, it was just shocking to me how how moved I was by it. And God, I wish I could go to a wedding every weekend, but then maybe it would make me feel numb to weddings, and I don't want that. Anyway, that's all I really have to say about that. Went to the wedding, had a beautiful time, made out a ton. At the end of the night, though, I knew this vagabond girl would come back, and she ended up at the at the reception of the wedding. She was meeting up with that guy that she, you know, that was staying at our house. She met up with him. He, he hung out with her at the reception. And then, I swear to God, she was flirting, flirting with, my, with the guy I, I, I was on a date with. I swear. I just vibed it. I vibed it. Maybe I'm crazy. Of course, we all know that I'm a little bit crazy. And then my dude went to go, like, blow out candles in the in the forest. And she goes, oh, I'll, I'll help. And I was like, what the fuck? She's going to go following my date into the woods and help him blow out candles? First of all, it's crazy that there were even candles in the woods. But, you know, everything worked out. Nothing caught on fire. And then she quickly came back. She didn't follow him. Thank God. I was pissed. And, but then, when we were all leaving the house on the final day, just because, just to let you guys know, just to let you women and men out there know how important and special and finely tuned a woman's intuition is, because I knew, even though she was flirting with this other guy and she was supposedly this other guy's girl or whatever, plaything or what have you, and even if she's not an evil monster uh, at her core, I knew something was off, a little bit bizarre. She was wearing very tight pants, and, I, and she had a very nice butt, and I didn't appreciate that, but that's my problem. Anyway, she's allowed to have a great butt, whatever. But I was getting my bags out of my bedroom. My date is just outside the bedroom, and then I hear the vagabond, the drifter, the burning man drifter that we all found in Big Sur. I hear her say to my date, well, so I'm thinking about moving into the moving to the, the the city you live in. We should become Facebook friends. What the fuck? Facebook friends? Are you fucking kidding me? That is the lowest of the low. That is, I'd rather a girl fucking straight up try to like hit on like that is conniving. That's what women do. That's deep rooted conniving weirdness. That's why women are masters at this. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm getting a text. I thought it was. I don't know what's happening. I thought she just texted me. I doubt she's listening. But that's some mastermind flirting that men don't understand. A man would be like, no, she's she's normal. What are you talking about? She's just moving to the same city I, I, I live in. She just wants to be friends. She probably won't Facebook me. Oh, yeah, she'll find you on Facebook. Anyway, so that was interesting to watch, to see my jealousy and my rage, and uh, and to just see how, um, I don't know, women should know better. Or maybe I'm just crazy. But there are lots of layers to this, and I hope anybody can appreciate them, anybody out there. I'm fucking rambling. I'm feeling a lot of feelings. I'm going to wrap up the show. You guys, thank you for listening to me fucking ramble. Thank you for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can follow me on Twitter at I'm Boy Crazy. You can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. 
Uh, if you can't call in during the live show, leave me a message on the Boy Crazy voicemail box. Uh, in the Boy Crazy voicemail box, the number is area code 888-666-2045. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say that with a song. Anything else I wanted to mention here? Oh, maybe I'm emotional because I'm about to get my period. My period tracker, which is an app on my iPhone, says I'm just one day away. I've got one day left until I start wreaking havoc on the world. But I think the havoc has already begun because I'm going fucking mental. All right. That's it. I'm out of here. What am I playing? Um, I like this song. It's called Baby by Ariel Pink.
big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, $30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, $50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for $40. And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for and Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer lands 1716-7218. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio. Reward card requires online registration.